Pickaxe. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triforce podcast with me, Lewis. Uh, also, here is Sips from Jersey. And Ted. Good afternoon. Tedward Pidion, <laughs> Alphage, <laughs> Heath. <laughs> Poor Ted. Good afternoon. <laughs> Poor Ted. Sorry. So, um, so how are you guys doing this week? You been up to anything fun? You had a nice time? You done anything enjoyable? Or if you just is it just is it just is it just zip by like all time and life? You know, suddenly so did you ever blink and think, damn, time has sorry, I haven't turned my phone off, obviously. Do you oh. ever <laughs> blink and think? My dink is pink. <laughs> do, you, do you ever? I wink. Do you ever think like like and like, stink? I have these moments, okay, where I'm like, man, time has gone by. Yeah. Occasionally, just you're excited for something, you're like, oh, I'm looking forward to this holiday, looking forward to this thing, and then it's over, like like a flash, like life flickers by fast sometimes. Mm, and does, sometimes yeah. Do you ever stop to think about that? How fast time goes by. I don't know. I'm, I'm just like, I'm going to blink and I'll be an old man, I think, tomorrow. It does yeah. go very it's, quickly. It's true. There's an old saying that goes, life's a bitch and then you die. Yeah. That's why we get high. Because you never know when you're going to go. That's, that's <laughs> it's an ancient proverb. From, it is. Um, <laughs> Queensbridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it was, yeah, some, it was written on parchment and passed down. That's exactly um, it. Yeah, so from the ancient ones. Yeah, I think my brain pretty much like every second of every day at some some level is thinking, "Holy crap! Yeah, time is passing." I wouldn't change anything. I mean, the thing is, time passes faster when you're busy and also when you're enjoying yourself. True. When you're when you're not having the time, the perception of time. Like if you're bored and there's nothing, in, or you're waiting for something. Yeah, an hour can stretch on forever. Oh, Whereas yeah. uh, you load up RimWorld and suddenly like four days of your life have like vanished down a hole and you're like, yeah. RimWorld never oh did God. that. RimWorld never did that for me. I don't know why. You're not exactly happy at the end of it either because of all the fucking bullshit that game throws at you too. But that, mm. that's another It's a It's a subject. trial, but it's, it's, I don't know, like there's a certain happiness in getting things done, especially if you like finish it or something like that. You know, it's like, yeah. I don't think you get the same satisfaction from those kind of open-ended games as you do from putting down like closing the last page of a book and yeah. putting it up there and being like yeah, I, well, well, yeah I, I think true. if it's done well like in Witcher 3 I think it was done perfectly because it, it felt like an open world game but there was a plot like a, a definite plot to follow yeah. that was itself a really exciting and, and a good story and it, it was unexpected and there was crazy stuff and weird stuff and funny bits and it was like to me Witcher 3 was the best role playing game ever made for the PC like it was it, it blew me away and I finished it a couple of months ago because I sort of started playing it, stopped, went away, came back, and I, I got back into other games, and then I picked it up again and I'd forgotten how to play. So I had to start it all over again from scratch. And I played it all the way through, and it was it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. It's good. It's a really good one. I think that's what RimWorld... Um, not RimWorld, sorry. <laughs> Skyrim. Lacked. I think that's what RimWorld should be more like. It, it should really. be an open world fantasy <laughs> game. <laughs> should obviously. just be better. But Skyrim, Skyrim lacked that. I mean, it's like, oh, you make your own story. But most of the time, you're walking around in a village looking at a tiger who's saying, you know, stupid stuff to you. It just kind of, yeah. it lacked coherence to me. And it was like, oh, there's a dragon over there. I mean, that's in Witcher. You're like, oh, shit, there's a monster over there. I'm going to go fight it. Whereas in Skyrim, it was like, I'm just going to mosey around 
and maybe I'll find a cave and go down there and get owned by vampires or something. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed all these games, but I, I feel like The Witcher did suffer a bit from that Skyrim thing of, of uh, you have to save the world. The world is in peril. And by the way, if you'd want, you could wander around for tw- two weeks just pissing about, just doing anything, helping out a gran, yeah. you know, digging yeah, they a would hole. Say- they're, they're closing in on the tower, and you're like, let me just gather these herbs real yeah. quick. and it's like, okay. I mean, I, I always thought that sort of sucked a bit of the, the story joy of, of out of those types of games. Then again, it, it, I do prefer the ones that, that let me set my own pace. Mm. I, I don't know. Gaming is it's really interesting. It's a bit of something for everyone, and I, endeavor, I encourage you to just try everything until you find what makes you happy. Yeah. But yeah, I used to get a lot of pleasure out of finishing, finishing games. I think back in the day... And more recently, you know, I was talking about Wolfenstein and Doom. Yeah, you know, those oh, experiences Doom. were very, very good. Doom, yeah. um, you know, you just you, you you played through the whole thing, and there wasn't too much side action going on, not too overwhelming. Because I sometimes think it's like there's too many choices. Sometimes if you're if you if you're arguing with your significant other about where to get food, if you give her two choices, right, then it's much easier for her to pick. Whereas if you give her fifteen, it's like yeah you're overwhelmed with choice and you can't decide at all yeah um it's like it's like as a vegetarian i find it very easy to order from menus now because there's only two choices so i'm like oh i'll, I'll potato have yeah. or chips i will have mm. i guess i'm having one of these two so i'll have that one have you ever had chips like, with mashed potato on the side <laughs> well i'm not talking about you at a steak restaurant uh, sips like you know going to Morton's and go with you as a vegetarian yeah them looking at you like down down their nose like oh, yeah, some they're surprisingly Victorian co- school teacher I know they're surprisingly accommodating though Fun, funny how that works like they still want to they make want you money. to eat up and get the fuck yeah. out before you ruin <laughs> yeah. their reputation so yeah, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna bring you the mashed potato with bacon bits you're just gonna have to suck those oh, and that's, yeah, spit them I out mean, <laughs> Morton's was, was it's not it's uh, like I like going because like, like the people that I'm with always like really want to go and stuff and it's 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 fun like the food like is you know what I can eat there is is really nice and like all the steaks and stuff look pretty good and stuff too but like I'm surprised every time I'm in America like just how much bacon they put on like everything oh, like everything just comes with bacon by default yeah, it's crazy <laughs> they really love it's bacon not, it's not really real either is it because i've seen like i saw how how it's made it's kind of made incredibly artificially you know they actually like it's almost like with a giant printer they yeah. basically just get this big load of pink ink and a big load of white ink and they just literally kind of splodge it out onto yeah. this this thing and it, they mm. slice it up it's, it tastes as good it's as it incredibly it tastes <laughs> boy is that ever appetizing <laughs> wow mm. yeah but mm. i mean at least at least the english bacon is kind of you know slices of res- that resemble something at least that's a, a, a living thing that was murdered and then turned into bacon i mean i mean yeah. i suppose american bacon might well be vegetarian a lot nah. of these things are like chicken chicken pot noodles are vegan i think actually they it's just powder no, isn't it it's just onion they, they, powder entirely and, yeah. chemicals like flavoring and flavoring and stuff yeah by the way yeah. there's been a tweet directed to us at the triforce podcast from laura who says i'm the girl that lewis met at the traffic lights i do love the triforce podcast as well so, oh crap. my gosh! Yeah. Laura, well, wow! There you go. Shout Lucy out didn't to even Laura. ask her what her name is. Yeah, I didn't even ask her what her name was. You know, I'm that kind of guy. Just love them and leave them. She, she said it. According to her Twitter profile, she's a crazy feminist, award-winning writer. Uh, I mean, she's and a, a cat she's, lady. She's an award-winning writer. Crazy feminist and a crazy cat lady. She loves that's tea. The, that's the she whines combo. about job hunting and pine over 
she pines over her cat as well. Mm. Oh, cool. Well, I'm terribly allergic to cats. I've I've learned this mistake. Well, you that's know. not going to happen then. Yeah, it's 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 kind of a deal breaker. I mean, that was that was why me and Hannah broke up. It was like you know she wanted cats. I I didn't want cats. <laughs> well, I couldn't I couldn't have cats. Right. I was I was infertile for cats. I guess I was unable to to conceive cats. Oh, well, talking just... of talking of conceiving, right? I got a question for you. <laughs> got a question for you. I was <clears throat> I've got a bird table in my garden now. I think I mentioned it previously, and nice. uh, the birds are all over. Right, they love it. The first ones out there when we put it out with a robin. Brave, brave Mr. Robin came flying out like a shot because I put mealworms out there. Boldly brave Sir Robin. Yeah, he just came flying out. He was like, yeah, bird table, whoa. And now over the <laughs> couple of months that we've had it, other birds have, have seen this brave Robin like leading the charge to the bird table. Now they're all turning up. We've had all sorts. Is it like a cheese board then? Yeah, yeah it's, got, it's got seeds and a large selection of seeds on one side. Ten, like, ten different rides. No, no, they're just a selection. Right. It's like a, it looks like what a gazebo. Mean a selection? I mean, there's a whole bunch of different kinds of Do seeds. Do they try to dump the seeds out on the ground so that no, no, all the no. birds can get it? Because I've seen that happen. No, That's, no. This, so this, hang on, is, is it got like a tube feeder or something? No, no, no. Like, why don't it, just describe it, this I, I would love to, to explain it to you. All right, let me let me describe the fucking bird table, lads. I'm in the middle of describing it. it, and you're asking me is questions it, about how, what is it looks it made like. Of, We're I'm interested. trying to tell you. Is it made of stone? No, it's okay. made. Of, it's a wooden table on a long sort of leg, if you like. So it looks like a hat stand, but instead of one of the you know the curly thing for hanging hats and coats on oh, at the stop yeah. at the top, it's like a little house, like a little gazebo house that's open on all sides with a little right. roof. Yeah, I know. And okay. it's oh, got nice. a platform under the roof that where you like a, it's about the size of uh uh, a bowl, a large bowl. So imagine a large mixing bowl. That's the sort of circumference, okay? So okay, okay. I, did you get I, I this? Put, I got it in a garden center. Okay, good. Right, Squire's good. garden center. Shout out to Squire's. How much was it? Nice. I don't know, sixty quid or something like Is that. Is it painted? Yeah. yeah, it's it's fully it's fully finished and does everything. Does it have does it have like decking stain on it so that it doesn't go? Uh, yes, it, it's it's treated for shit. weather, right? So good. Uh, on <laughs> one half of the table, <laughs> I put seeds. Question. How have you attached it to the ground? It's on a stand. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's it like, comes on. It's like it's like a like like imagine a like a it's hat rack or a coat yeah. rack. That's what it's called. Exactly. What I, am I fucking? What can you guys hear me? Chat test test. But it's a single post. I I didn't realize you got all this for sixty quid. Said, this is a, it's this like is a steal. A, I said to you, it's yeah. like a coat stand or a hat stand, and you it were like, sounds like nothing. something that Jacob Reese Mogg would get for his fucking tidiest child. Yeah, I, I get it, what, man. I I was looking at those, but like, yes, right. bilious. Go, go out and live in the garden. Well, you know what? Uh, we some of us don't live in a fucking basement, mate. That's what the problem is here. You yeah, you haven't mate. got a garden or the outdoors. You live, you live underground like a mole man. It's yeah. a garden flat. It's a basement garden flat. It's got a garden. I've got a garden. Yeah, why don't you get a fucking hat stand bird bath anyway, thing as can, well? Can we go back to my question? It's an important question. What's your question? So, I saw a robin on the table, like, as usual, he's out there. And along comes Mr. Blue Tip, right? And they're hanging out, and they don't seem to mind each other. And I'm thinking, how come... Robins and blue tits don't have like half robin, half blue tit kids. Why don't they get it on? How do they? How how are they so into their own particular species of bird that it, you never get a crossbreed? Where where where's the half pigeon, half magpie? Where is it? Where's the pig I pie? I see what you mean. You know where's the mongrel? Where's yeah. the pig pie? Yeah. yeah. Where's the half crow? There's always mongrel dogs all over the something place. Something else. Yeah. yeah. But dogs all came from one species, so I guess they're just able to identify another dog. But you've got all these different species of bird that are the same size and roughly pretty much the same damn bird, but they're not getting it on with each other. Why not? 
What's stopping them? W would it be possible is my question? And if if so, how come it doesn't happen very much? Because you'd think if you're stuck, I mean, look at the palaver you got to go through as a male bird to get a, a, a female bird interested, right? You'd think at that point they wouldn't be too fussy and they'd just be like any female bird that shows any lick of interest. I'm all over that. And we're making some eggs. Do they tweet? Mm. Do they do they sing to each other? Is that how they do it? Like they do. Is that yeah, how they, 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 oh, they, right. they and the best singer like gets gets all the pussy. I think pussy. maybe the women are very, very picky. That might right. be it. What, and they're like, oh, I'm not sleeping with no blue tit. I mean, are birds racist is the question I'm asking. I believe so. I'm gonna, I'm, bush tit. I'm gonna, blue tit. <laughs> I think they are racist, actually, yeah. Why are you calling it a bush tit? I don't, I don't know. know. It sounds sounds funny, so. <laughs> bush tit. <laughs> sounds funnier than blue tit. Bush tit. Well, great tit. I think all of them <laughs> great, tit. great Great tit, tit is as good as it gets. In a, a big yeah. tit. Mm. So are you just, I mean, let me just put this, paint this picture here. So right. you you wake up in the morning, there's a little bit of bird song. Yeah. You you stride out of, you, you rise out of your bed, mm. fully erect mm. and nude. Yeah. And you walk over to the window, you pull the curtains aside and you hold up your cup of tea and you sip it and you look out at the birds frolicking, enjoying their mealworms on the it's on not, the That's new not far off the way table. it is, it's true. And and you just you open your window a little crack and you sniff the morning air and you're like ah oh, life is life is good yeah that's not far off my morning yeah yeah I I, 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 get, I wake up I, if the kids are still asleep I'll go downstairs I put I've got one of those old fashioned kettles you have to put on the hob because it makes a, a pleasing whistling sound and it feels a bit oh, more oh you haven't yeah it feels, oh, it feels a, bit, a bit more dadsy you know so I yeah, put it that does, on there doesn't it. And that wakes everyone up with the little whistle. Yeah, a little whistle. It's like a little. It's, it's a nice, comforting yeah, sound, isn't it? So I open the. We've got like those. Uh, yeah, exactly. Have one of those. But, but charming. It's like an air raid. Not siren. just like, <laughs> like that. It's a. It's a pleasing sound. Okay. You make the Mickey Mouse pancakes. No, God no. Yeah. Mrs. F makes the pancakes. I'm rubbish at it. She's really good. So. And then hey I, kids, we, come and get your pancakes. Uh, I'll, I'll, and then you, everyone up. runs downstairs. Oh, it's heaven! I imagine it just as this track. Oh, have you seen my slippers, young young lady? Oh yes, Daddy. Let me fetch them for you. Oh, look, the morning newspapers arrived. Hello, postman. Hello, young child. <laughs> oh, look what's in the newspaper today. It's it's like oh god. Let me. Oh, you sit down outside. You put your feet up. Oh, <laughs> it's heaven. It's heaven. This is my life. You know, I mean, you think you're joking, but this is literally what it is. Nice. Oh, let, oh my gosh. I, it's it's wonderful. It's a wonderful dream. It's a, it's everyone's everyone's dream. Yeah. Did you I mean, what was it like when you were a kid though? Did you have these like fam this warm family kind of environment of things like that, like that whistling kessel that woke you up in the morning? The, do you do you mean? Do no. you have any of this stuff? Um no, not really. I mean, I mean, I remember my dad had to wake me up very early to go to school every day, and he was very good at it. You know, I had to go because I went to school in Chelmsford, which was about an hour's or hour and a half's journey from where I where I lived every wow. morning. And you know, you had to be there for eight forty-five or eight thirty every morning. So you know, that meant I was up at like six in the morning every day. And what the he, he hell had to did you do on, on your commute? And in, in, in that day and age, like that must have been I, really boring. Honestly, it was hell. Seven years of like an hour and a half to school every morning was 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 hell. I and I vowed never to get a bus anywhere ever wow. again after that wow. seven years. And and I have not stuck to that. I get buses all the time. I I, I like buses though. I, I guess like seven years of an hour and a half and back every day 
on a bus has I shaped think the me bus into... problem has been solved though thanks to phones and iPads and stuff like that like I that's think true if you have you an hour and a half 4G. commute yeah whatever just Read fine, just catch up on no, some Netflix it, or whatever it really wasn't too bad I did a lot of homework on the bus which was actually totally it sounds like it's bad but it was such a long bus ride that you know you didn't have to do it the time. night before I mean why not do it yeah I mean I did exactly. mine on the way in because I'd forgotten it and inevitably someone would say did you do the geography homework and I'd say what geography homework and they'd say this one you idiot I'd quickly do it I'd like half an hour so it sucked yeah I was bad at school I hated it I hated yeah, the homework the I hated all of it school I'd have this routine like where because I'm, I'm still the same today and I'm sure a lot of people are like it's the way you wake where you have multiple alarms to wake yourself up right so you wake up and you're like, oh, okay, I've, I've, I'm kind of awake, but I'm, I'm gonna, my alarm's gonna go off in half an hour, so I'll, I'll, I'll sort of doze for half an hour and do that. So when I was a kid, it was, it was sort of the other way around. So I would wake up in the freezing cold. My, my room, for some reason, my room was like freezing, freezing cold. So I'd get up, put a dressing gown and slippers on, and I'd go into like this um, soft chair like near the kitchen. Yeah. While my dad, I don't know, cooked something like made some porridge or something and potted around. So I w- would wake myself up over the course of about 20 minutes lying there in the kitchen mm. freezing cold and then you know we would we, he would send me off about you know quarters quarter seven or something man that was well, I used, that was a hell I of used a, to walk to school with like um a couple of friends and my alarm clock was literally the doorbell when my friends would turn up and be like <laughs> are you ready <laughs> Um. Yeah, just give me like one minute, <laughs> and I would just like quickly get dressed and like grab my stuff and brush yeah. my teeth. That was when you were a bit older, though. Stuff. Must be right. Yeah. You know, was uh, it, when was I was it? really little, like yeah, I was like like my mom would wake me up and I'd be ready to go and stuff. But yeah, like when I was older, I mean this this was the, the sort of the time I remember is between I don't know for like when I started secondary school through to like you know a couple of years like when I was like eleven through like thirteen or whatever. I, I think was kind s- of think school's weird know. though because I think school's really important when you're when you're really really young, but it, it's less important. I think when you when you hit a, like around sort of like 10 30, years old. 30, 35, you think it's when, less important. When, when, when you're like, when, when you're between the ages of like 10 and say 16, I don't think school is like at all important at that point. Like I think it's just because there's nowhere else for you to be. So you like have to go to school so somebody can keep an eye on you sort of thing. But like, mm. um, I don't know. Like I'm pretty sure from the age of 10 to 16, like I didn't learn shit at school. Like I didn't yeah. do I well, I, I feel like you probably learned a lot of shit, but it wasn't really applicable for anything. At a certain point, you're learning stuff that you're never going to use. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd learned Latin and, you know, all of this biology of physics stuff that I actually never ended up using, even yeah. though I did a degree in chemistry. I learned a whole bunch of... Like, a lot of the stuff, uh, the way I always described it, though, was you show the capacity for learning. Yeah, that's what that's what exams are. It's almost like this incredibly tedious test. Yeah, they, they teach you how to learn and how to be resourceful and how to find stuff out and stuff. I get that. But I think that, like, really, it's just kind of like... Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that, I, like, a 10 to 16-year-old needs a babysitter, but it is just kind of glorified babysitting, isn't it? Because it's like, where else is a 10 to 16-year-old person going to go on a daily basis all day? Like, they can't really go to a job. Yeah. Um, so like, 
you know, and you don't want them just hanging out at the mall all day either because that's kind of weird. So, like, you might as well go to school and socialize with people. If and I would do have stuff, my own choice, I would have never left my room. I would have just played video games all day, every day, yeah. like I did on the summer holidays. Yeah, anyway. pretty much. Yeah. But and like, I think school was a pretty good thing to get you socialized. And, but and, like, you know, like a lot of parents work and stuff, and they'd worry about you if you were just home all day in your room playing. Like, you know, you probably wouldn't really feed or water yourself. And then they'd come home and they'd have like a 10-year-old who died of like a heart attack because he doesn't sleep or eat or, or anything sort of thing. And that's, that's why school exists, is the TLDR on that one. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I have these sort of cosy, I guess, memories associated with being a kid. And I wonder a, a little bit what your kids are going to have as the, their cosy memories associated. But I think that, that sort of whistling cat, that routine of, of that comfortable, safe, cosy... Mm. This is a nice thing, right? It's a nice thing to it have. It is. There's so much comfort in my in my kids' lives compared to when I was a kid. Like when I think about my eldest daughter, she's like eight and a half. At that point, my my parents had just got divorced. Like so, I I'd moved to the UK and I was everything was really miserable and we didn't know what was going to happen. And when I started secondary school, so I was like when I was about eleven or twelve and and everything. You know, the flat that we were living in, we didn't have central heat and we didn't have double glazing. And all we had were these gas fires that you had to you had to hold down a button and fire them up like old school, like click, 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 and this thing would come on, and a tiny amount of heat would emit from this thing. And see, we wake up in the morning, it'd be freezing cold, like absolutely freezing cold in the house. There'd be frost on like the inside of the windows. It was that fucking cold in the house. And I'd have to get up at about 6.30 in the morning to get into school for 20 past eight, because it was a, similarly a very long way to school. It was like a two bus journey and all the rest of it. And I'd go into the living room, my mum would bring me some breakfast, and all there was on television in those days was Laurel and Hardy, Harold Lloyd, or The Three Stooges on BBC Two from like 6.30 till 7. That was my TV. So I watched these ancient um, <laughs> like slapstick comedies for like half an hour, glumly eating my breakfast. And then because my clothes would be so cold... I would warm them in front of the fire and then put them on as fast as I could to try and warm up and then go to go and get the bus. It's like some Victorian. This is the, this, bearing in mind this is the fucking 80s, not yeah. the 1920s. That 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 fucking England in a nutshell for you. What the it fuck? It was it was so bad. And um Oh, I don't know. It's it's character building. No, it, it was it. like and dark. I'm going to school. There was no one on the bus with me because my friend, my best friend, by the way, I'll tell I'm you sure more about him in a sec. I'm sure people still have this, except for now they're watching Everybody Loves Raymond in the morning. Do you know what I mean? It's probably exactly the well, same for a lot shit. of our... I don't remember ever being cold when I was a kid. And I grew up in a fucking country and in a, in a region of the world where it was like minus 40 for six months of the year. And I was never cold. So what the fuck, think, England? Get your shit together. What I the... think that we're just not very good at dealing with it, though. You know, you are very aware. It's like where you live. If you live somewhere that snows all the time yeah you are completely adept at dealing with that that is it's totally a normal thing whereas when the one or two days that it snows in the uk the whole place just shuts down yeah we don't know what um, to do no and so it's the same thing with cold we literally don't know what to do because because the climate's usually so mild yeah. we don't have air conditioning anywhere it's just not a thing you know whereas yeah. i guess in canada um it just feels like it's built around that certainly when i went to vancouver um you know it felt it felt like Sometimes it felt like I was at a ski resort in a way because you'd walk into places and you'd realize, oh, okay, this place is built with my in mind that people are going to come trudging in here with the massive freezing snow jackets and covered in, you know, 
welly boots kind of thing. Uh-huh. You know, it felt like a lot more like that, but yeah. prepared for it and to deal with it. It was it was interesting. I mean, we're not we've not had a hard time. You know, we we've but the, also I think some of these memories are good good in a way. P flex, you know, like huddling up around the TV and, and heading off early when it's dark. I mean, it's, it's exciting for a kid to be able to do that stuff, I think, and, and fun. And Are it, you fucking nuts, homie? What? Yeah, Are you, you fucking f- nuts? Crazy. I, w- I went into school, it was dark on my way into school. I was the only person on the bus. It was depressing. It was really <laughs> depressing. I was cold and hungry and fed up before I got to school. Oh, it's character <laughs> building. It's well, look at this character you, Where are you from? It's so built. Oh. I mean... I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of people who are exactly the same position today. You know, yeah, obviously. Yeah, it's not good. You, oh, it's kind of, you, know, you sound like sticks. a Tory. You sound like fucking Reese Mogg. What do you mean? No, uh, I don't. I believe it's character building for these poor people to endure and, and feel shitty. I had I to do this as well, P-Flash. Think of the stories they have. I wasn't driven have. to school in some sort of golden carriage on a horse. I know, but oh, the quickly, point is... Quickly, Cormor, and bring round the, the carriage for young Brindley. <laughs> oh, has you got his foot warmers today? Make sure his Tootsies don't get cold. It wasn't any of that. It was the same shit I had. Right. But did, and do you think it was cool? Or do you look back well, now I, on it fondly because you don't live that way now? Imagine if you'd know, lived I, like that all your life and you were like, fuck me, life is horrible. Let's put it this way. I I wouldn't change it. You know, I think it's 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 formed a part of who I am and it's, the memories are positive in, in general. They're not negative really yeah. they're, they're, it's okay when you're a kid also you sometimes you get used to it as well or anything you know people get used to stuff yeah um, this is all justifications quickly. for keeping people poor you know that these are the same arguments yeah. they're used to it they don't mind it that way that's just how whoa, they whoa, live whoa. that's not what i'm implying i'm saying I'm not, implying that you, I'm not saying you're saying that but i'm saying the arguments you're making are very reminiscent of people who think poor people are just that way. Well, that's all I'm saying. Well, I mean, the very thing is, like, I'm not really, I'm not really talking about that. I'm, I'm talking about someone who chooses to live out in the sticks, right, in an old whistling barn house or whatever, and they're not poor, you know. Right. I mean, but that's someone who's put uh, themselves in that situation. That's someone who you said, "Poor." I want to. Yes, we were fucking poor. We were really were poor. Yes. What, that's you were, why your it was breakfast so was like you know you like. <laughs> So what are you sort of round in a you warm like in an old blanket, a dirty old blanket, eating like your breakfast, which is a tin of beans cooked on a fucking <laughs> raw fire? You want me to be no, like Charlie Chaplin, Paul? A fucking like, fire in like in a holy barrel, like out in an alley. Like a, one of those braziers. <laughs> me and the other the other tramps would wake me up, schoolboy. <laughs> and on my, I had to pick pockets on my way in and and, and out of school. Well, did, that's the picture you you're today, boy. Oh, I stole some silver from the school dinner room master oh good give it here we'll buy some Man. drugs with it that's what we do <laughs> my 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 like childhood was like was like fucking fargo like i in the morning we'd have to walk to school it's like a 15 minute walk and if it was winter you just have to like put on a lot of layers and we had like we'd had like uh face warmers and scarves and like toques and gloves and and whatever and i get to school after walking for like 15 minutes and i'm not even joking like there would be little balls of ice at the end of each and every one of my eyelashes like it was that cold wow. and um and then you turn up and you know it was just like the just the the usual like your teacher would be like cold out eh 
Yeah. <laughs> sure is. You said you were you said you were never cold a second ago. No, I, but saying. I wasn't. I like we had everything. We had like oh, good so you heating. were fully prepared for. We had it. all the clothes that we needed and stuff. Like I was I was never actually like freezing cold, but it was just like still kind of shitty. And I don't think my character like is all built up like off the back of that. It was just a really shitty experience, and I'm glad I don't have to ever do it again. Well, I don't know. Right, maybe, maybe that's a thing. Then maybe, maybe. I mean, I, I, I get, I get it. It, it would have been nicer to have the school next door and just to, you know, wake up at, roll out of bed at, you know, quarter past eight, pull some clothes on, and then, you know, in the nice hot weather. Yeah. Oh, you know, and eat, eat a banana on the way, and oh, you know, Hell pick, yeah. a, pick a, pick a, pick a fresh fucking orange off the. Off the bush as you walk in. Yeah, do you know what I mean sniff a sniff a tulip on your way in and contemplate a little bit and stuff? You know, but you know, obviously that's not not what I had, and uh, you know, it's still. But I I wouldn't change it. I saw. I'm just. I I thought it was. I you could find joy in all of these hardships. Um, <laughs> such a lunatic. Flex. You're such a what? lunatic. What do you it mean? It was horrible. My childhood was very miserable. I was. We were very poor and unhappy, and it was not cool. And I do not consider it character-forming at all. And I want my kids to be comfortable and not have to to have a shitty life. So I, I just cannot believe them, it. You're coddling them, P-Flex. They're going to be soft. They're not going to be hardened by the rough edges of reality. Yeah. They're going to be. They're going to be infantilized kid. for the worst. <laughs> the they're children. They're children. They're meant to be infantilized. They are children. They are eight and five. They are meant to be infantilized at that age. Of course. I was talking I'm only about the, with the adult. You. I know. Anyway, my point is, kids are still very able to endure. And for for example, our kids were having trouble sleeping and. Eventually, we figured out what it was because one of them said to us, they, they came upstairs, I was away, and sometimes when I'm away, they both sleep upstairs with Mrs. F because they, you know, they know they can get away with it when I'm not there. And so they're all <laughs> sleeping in Mrs. F's bed and um, in um, our bed, I should say. And and they said, wow, your bed's so comfortable, not like ours at all. And my wife goes, what do you mean? Your beds are fine. And she goes downstairs and lies on the mattress. And it's like a really awful, because they've had them for a few years and they've just worn them down. So it was like yeah. sleeping on the bare rafters of the bed. My wife felt so guilty. She was like, oh my God, why didn't you say anything? And they were just like, well, we just thought, you know, this is the mattresses that you got us. They just didn't think to complain. So you're like, oh, you, my God. So we felt awful. <laughs> rushed out. You've, you've got like hunchback kids. They're, like, they're all crippled. Oh, it was so bad. But they, they didn't even think I haven't had a good sleep that, in years. Yeah. They didn't think to my complain. My back's all crooked. <laughs> Daddy. I'm, Daddy, I'm all hunched over. My legs, Daddy. I can't feel them. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. But then That's we got cruel, the new mattresses man. and they were like, oh, these are so great. They were so happy. And now they sleep in. We have to wake them up in the mornings, which is, it's great. But they God didn't damn. complain. So I think Maybe kids will just... Maybe you need to get them slightly less uncomfortable, less comfortable <laughs> ones so they actually wake up. Well, you have to find the balance between not too comfortable ones. So I think if I put a pee under the mattress, perhaps my two princesses will... Uh, oh, Father, I couldn't sleep a wink with that pee under the mattress. Before that, it was like... Please don't send me to bed, Daddy. Not with all the rats and the mold in the mattress. Oh, it makes it so hard to breathe. I'm I'm suffering from the the, the fungus lung. Oh, my, fungus my back lung. is so crooked. 
So popcorn lung would be more likely. I wish I could hear the birds in the morning, but over the sound of the rats chewing away (laughs) at the mattress. Oh God, we found we found a dead mouse under my freezer the other day. Did I tell you about this? Oh, under your freezer? Did I I mention this last? I think I heard it at some point. We were told me this. We, Mrs. F, was working from home, and she said, "God, there's such a bad smell down here. You've got to do something about it. It must be the freezer." Pulled the freezer out, and I was like, "There's nothing back here." And I, the freezer was a little whiffy, like there, you know, it's a, it's an old, it's like an eight-year-old freezer. It's a, a sm- slight smell of like, not chemicals, but the, the, some machinery, you know, that kind of machinery smells, and you know, it's making a thing. So I'm thinking maybe she can just smell like the freezer doing its thing. So I push it back in, and a dead mouse falls out from under the freezer. Must have been hidden up under the freezer. Falls out, maggots on it, and everything. And she was like. Oh. Ah! Like this. Oh and my I was like, God, don't worry about same. it. Fuck me. But the cat must have brought it in and then it must have scurried under the freezer and the cat was like, well, I can't fucking catch it now and just wandered off. Leaving this poor thing to die under the freezer, yeah. but uh, but she it was it was grim, man. It was really that's grim. That's gross. That's really. So gross. what did you do? Just get a plastic bag, kind of cover it up, scoop it well, up, I and just chuck scrape it in the off bin. the maggots and chucked it in the frying pan, and we had a uh, mouse surprise <laughs> dinner. <laughs> well, you know, we Where don't get much what, treats. Not. <laughs> Let's not look a gift horse in the mouth. When I was a kid, we would have seen this as a treasure trove of food. <laughs> Protein. <laughs> no, I just... <laughs> I would have killed someone for a maggot-infested mouse pop. You oh, tell me. With free maggot sauce on top. I oh, haven't eaten in years. You kids are too dirty spoiled. I'm going to skin that mouse and wear it like a sock to replace my 10-year-old one. Open the windows and let all the heat out. It's too dirty. Uncomfortable in here. Get it, get it nice and cold and frosty. I'm gonna have to dry and cure this skin myself by pissing on it and hanging it out over the fireplace. Oh. It's gonna stick out the place for a couple of weeks, but it'll be worth it. Jesus Christ. Well, listen to this master stroke, my fellows. When mm. uh, when when my son when 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 my wife was pregnant with the baby, okay, uh, my son had like this like sort of novelty toddler bed you know it was really low to the ground and stuff really shitty mattress uh you know you 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 could like take it apart and put it back together again it was shaped like a car and stuff and that was cool he liked it sort of thing um but like he he got too big for it and it was uncomfortable and we found same thing as as uh, as your kids flex he was just like in our bed every night pretty much yeah yeah uh, and we couldn't figure out why we thought he was having bad dreams or something like that and then it turns out that actually his bed was just really uncomfortable and he didn't really like it that much so we're like, all right, fuck it. We're not going to just get him another, like, you know, novelty bed or whatever. Let's get him, like, a full-size single bed, you know, like a proper single bed with, like, a, you know, like with a box frame and, like, a, a good mattress and everything. And then and then we have it in case, you know, he does want to, like, you know, sleep in our bed or whatever. One of us can sleep in, in that bed because it'll just be, like, a comfy single bed, Right. And like with the baby coming, you know, maybe somebody want, would want to sleep in that if the baby's up oh all night. Oh my God, I've stuff. got an idea where this story's going so, now. So, so we had it all planned <laughs> out. And I'm telling you, it's been fucking great because every once in a while, like when shit kicks off in the middle of the night and then you you find that your bed is filled with children or whatever, 
I just sneak away and go sleep in his bed instead. And then sometimes <laughs> when I'm in his room, I feel, I feel like I'm fucking seven years old again. Cause like, he's got all these cool toys in his room and he's got like airplanes hanging from the ceiling and stuff. And, well, and his long story short, it's like really comfy and stuff. And I'm like, Sips is now sleeping in his kid's room. I'm like fucking old and sweaty and I stink and stuff. And I'm sleeping in his bed. It's hilarious. It's, well, it's nice though. It works out pretty well, actually. Oh my God. That's great. Yeah. That's really funny. And then your, your wife comes in and wakes you up in the morning time for school honey and so you're like oh i don't want to no. go to school oh, today my, da- Mom. My, my daughter's doing this thing now where she like every morning she wakes me up and but she like it's like it's like she's like 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 making offerings or something so like i'm, I'm sort of like half being woken up and not paying attention because i'm still asleep and then she'll she'll like like the other day she was like stroking my eyebrows. Okay. And that woke me up and I woke up and I was just surrounded by toys. Like she just put toys all around me, like on my bed. Like, oh What's my going God. On? Like, I, was like, I, just, I didn't know what was going on, but then, you know, there was like toys everywhere. I'm, I'm, I had like a, like a miniature. That's really creepy. I had a miniature Thomas, the tank engine toy, like lodged in my ass crack. Like I rolled over onto it and I didn't realize like I, that's how surrounded by toys I was. You, yeah, is that what you told them at the hospital as well? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's, it wasn't a sex thing. I promise. I don't have a thing for Gordon the Blue Engine, Mister Lovitz. This is the third time this month that we found things no out of reason. your ass crack. <laughs> Last time it was a Sp- SpongeBob, and before that it was a Buzz Lightyear doll, oh. and now it's Thomas the Tank Engine. It's strange that your kid uh, keeps putting so many things in your bed, and uh, they managed to find their way up your ass crack. Yeah, God. Uh, we're gonna. We're gonna just keep keep looping you up and uh, dealing with this. Uh, <laughs> Nurse, put him on a uh, course of uh, being fully lubricated at all times. I don't want lube levels to drop below ninety nine percent on this one. It's pretty yeah, important. we want the blood lube, lube ratio lube. to be uh, one to seven. The blood God. lube ratio. So 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 honestly, like man, I, I I think that is something out of a horror film though, a little bit like creepy creepy child kind of doing weird stuff to you, making you a shrine. Did she have like a circle of candles around you or something no, as well? No, it wasn't, it wasn't that elaborate but there was a, quite a few toys piled up on my bed and then she can't climb up the bed, she's still too small to climb up on top of the bed so she'll just sit at the side of the bed if she wants to come up and go up, 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 <laughs> like I'm still sleeping and kind of ignoring her, just up, up, up. It's just like it gets more desperate, and then eventually you're like, having like a dream fine. about being in a hot air balloon, <laughs> yeah. and you haven't got enough height, and you're someone shouting up, and you're like, "Oh, I'm crashing!" You know, and then that's that's what happens then, when someone says something to you. It goes into your dreams, doesn't it? And yeah. Messes with them. But then, so so then I lift her up onto the bed, and then she like instantly laughs and climbs off the bed, runs around to the side again. And goes up, up like she thinks it, like that's fun, just being picked up onto the bed, just so she can jump <laughs> I suppose off. That's a nice way again. to wake up of a morning. Well, it it is, I, mean, I don't know. Also, I think maybe that's a kind of a troll thing, though, right? Because when you, your friends used to fall asleep, you put things, balance things on their head. You oh know, yeah, yeah, that was a, that was a could... thing, right? At sleepovers, it's like okay, somebody go get a bowl of warm water, and we're gonna put. Johnny's hand in the water and he's gonna piss his pants. Like, does that even work? Did Did you guys ever have any success with that? Like, we, I didn't we did fuck the with whole... the sleep, the sleeping. Someone's asleep, you let them sleep for Christ's sake. Oh, I hate well, it when we someone's did, like, fucking around. Like, we had a couple of instances where, like, a guy had his head shaved in his sleep and his eyebrows shaved off in his sleep. Oh yeah, and uh, magic marker. Like, well, you put some toothpaste on their face and they yeah, smear it all over. Yeah, them. yeah, that kind of shit. 
But like we like I I guess it's like maybe like one of those like urban myths or something that if you put a guy's hand in water he'll piss his pants. But like we never got anyone to piss their pants. Like that. No, just we did tried not work. it. We definitely tried it a couple of times. Well, loads let's of find times. out if it we works. Did. Okay, we're still trying it. We're still trying it today. We're sleuthing. One day we're gonna get it to work. One day we're um, gonna force oh, somebody. They, they to- myth busted it. Oh, uh, did they? It was busted. It is untrue. Yeah, I figured. I mean, we we definitely tried like a dozen times or so, and it didn't oh, work. One, so. one, one, these these stupid urban myths. That, it's weird how these things perpetuate themselves as well, right? Yeah. Like uh, like the whole Michael Jackson removing his rib thing. Um, what? To give himself a blowjob, except for it wasn't him, was it? We've no, been that was this Marilyn Manson that did exactly, that. Exactly. Yeah, I thought yeah, it, was yeah. Yuri, it was Yuri Geller. I can imagine doing that. I don't know why. <laughs> no, <laughs> he just bent bent his ribs with his mind, and then I could just imagine it. I could just imagine if anyone's going to be doing it, Yuri Geller would be a guy who would do that. Man, wasn't Yuri Geller on like Celebrity Big Brother one year, and he was just fucking weird and creepy, as you'd expect? He is him to weird be? and creepy. Yeah. I remember he was on. Um, what show was he on? Might have been the Tonight Show. Like he's been around for a fucking long time, Yuri Geller. I know, and but his he, whole thing is that he knew Michael Jackson, and like that's right. that's all he has and he to can talk bend about. Spoons, ever. Right, that's it. Yeah. And do do you remember a guy called James Randi? Have you heard of this guy? No. Oh yeah, yeah, the, the amazing Randi. No, no, no. He he. Well, I think I think he's a magician, but he's he's very yeah. anti. Um, like uh, he was, what's a, the word? he was a professional magician. And he's a debunker and he's, yeah, he's, he's debunker. Of, yeah. That's right. So he's like anti uh, psychic powers, and he anti magic. He, he's, he's offered a hundred thousand dollars to someone who can prove to him that he that it's possible. And there, there, he had a series, a show where people would come on and and he would go on talk shows and debunk stuff. And I think he was on the show with Yuri Geller. And saying to him, all right, do your thing. And Yuri Geller was like, well, you know, backing out of it and basically saying he couldn't do it sort of thing. And there, were, there was a whole bunch in the 70s. This stuff was really big. And it was people like James Randi that sort of shot it down. But the weird thing to me is that he had this TV show where people could come on and try and prove that their stupid trick, which was clearly not real, worked. And it would have to be under these conditions that he would set. And they would still go on the show and try and do their stupid shit, even though it obviously isn't going to be possible because they can't set it up the way they, they have to have it set up. Like there was this guy in the 70s. This He was like a karate guy, apparently, although I, I don't know how good he was at karate. And he claimed he could turn the pages of a phone book with the power of his mind. Right. Right. You can you can find this on the Internet. There's all clips of it. But what he was actually doing. He was blowing, he, he'd figured out a way to blow an extremely concentrated stream of air to turn a page, and he would make it look like it was with his chi power, and he opened up all these karate schools where he'd teach you chi power and all this kind of crap, and he had like a really, really weird thin pencil mustache, he was a weird guy. So James Randi said, okay, I want you to do this, but I'm going to put these little styrofoam beads all over the paper, and I want you to see if you can do it without, you know, without them moving in any way other than... The, the page turning. So the page is there, there's all these styrofoam beads, and of course if he blows, he's going to blow the styrofoam over, it's going to be super obvious what's happening. Um, and they wanted to do it with like a screen in front of it, and he, he just couldn't do it. He said it was maybe the lights or the chi energy wasn't right and everything. There was, right. It was it was just fascinating to me that there were all these people out there convinced that they could even do it with James Randi standing next to them who's going to say, all right, you can do it. But, you know, and he'd, he'd insert some other obstacle and they'd be like, oh, no, I can't do it. And they'd, they'd rather than just say it's a fair cop, you got me, they would always try and claim it there was some... There would always be some excuse, yeah, wouldn't it? And yeah. it, it, it was, they were so adept at making these... People, these fraudsters are so adept at being caught and being challenged that they have an incredible 
selection of excuses yeah. for why on like any given day the, the oh yeah the the currents in the room aren't just I'm not you know the the, the spirits aren't talking to me or something oh it's, it's crazy the way they claim to bollocks. it is amazing yeah so that was this million dollar paranormal change I, I watched I mean he's a really old man now he's like yeah, 88 yeah. but I mean he's been around for a long time it's a big sort of debunker and I guess he's sort of retired now but I watched I do remember watching a documentary with him quite a while ago and yeah he went and I think he I think they would they would do they went into some some churches where they were doing this you know healing by right, right. or cold reading of people and they basically I think they they found that they that this guy was like able to sort of cut this 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 preacher was cold reading people about saying oh yeah I heard your your uncle Sammy is 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 Pauline people were like whoa how do you know that and it was it was all because he had this earpiece. His wife, um, right? Was was is that, that, yeah. The amazing thing like, is, he got people to fill out those cards at the start when they came in. Write down on this card all the shit that's wrong with you and everyone else in your family, and then put it in this box with your name on it. And then she would read to him. All right, uh, her name is Scylla. She's in row four F, and her dad's got a bad toe. And he would yeah. know. And I'm thinking. Wouldn't you put two and two together and think, hang on, I wrote that on my card that I was asked to do at the start of the show. Like, how are people I mean, so dense? I know, but the thing is, those, those shows are pretty entertaining. Like, we went to, we saw one in Vegas, and, like, you could spend hours trying to figure out, like, how he does it or whatever, but the actual show itself was was pretty funny. Like, it was it was interesting and stuff. And I, I think it's, it's worth fine it if on it's that basis. Fun. Yeah. But if it's, like, actually, you know taking people's money on the belief that they'll get cured. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's a bit but yeah, different. So his, yeah, so his, his wife was telling, so he, because Jay's already managed to tap into the frequency that they were using yeah. on their ear And listen in, So yeah. he, he was able to hear all of the little instructions that she was whispering in his ear. Oh, it was so good. I, I went to um, a, a live, uh, like a magic show, but rather than just be like the traditional like illusionist stuff he was a what they could they call themselves mentalists so the, the same way that darren brown is like a mentalist you know he does tricks with people's minds he'll get them to to guess a number and he will have already written it down all that kind of shit and when we got there we got there quite early and there were these two balconies either side of the sort of audience so you had the audience sat down there in front of the stage and there were two balconies either side and these two guys came in they were both sat down the exact same time and they sort of looked at each other very pointedly when they sat down across the the balconies and i thought that's weird i wonder if those guys are like plants that he's put in the audience to feed him information and there was a bit later in the show where he blindfolds himself and he asks people in the audience to hold up an object without it making a noise and he will guess the object and i i was watching really closely and these these guys were obviously feeding the information it kind of took it away a bit when i saw these two guys walking in alone i mean it's just so weird that they both happen to be on the same part of the balcony opposite each other at the exact they arrive at the same time they both look at each other and then they both sit down i was like okay these guys are in on the show it's, it, but he wasn't trying to make out like he was using magic tricks he was like these are all tricks you know this is not some mm. power of the mind shit and darren brown's very like that as well he's like these are all just experiments that I can do, and it's it's all suggestion, and I, I like that. It's it's a it's an incredible trick, and it's so skillful, and it requires so much patience. Sips to mention this one we went to in Vegas, but you know we, we saw these things in Vegas, and when we were sat there watching this show, I was like, first of all, I was like, I was trying to figure it out. And yeah. I, always when you watch a magician, you're trying to figure it yeah, out. Yeah, you're like, well, yeah, yeah, he must just be. He first of all, you, you come to like I think I think the magicians know this though, and they also build this into their act. Of so course. in a sense, like you you come up with a solution, say like, oh he must 
he must just be this must just be a plant right or, or this mu- this he must just be feeding giving this person the specific card right. he wants to give them so that you know the, uh, and then the best magicians always debunk that in some yeah, way yeah they'll say and so I, like you know and i couldn't possibly have done so and so because i mean when they go now sir we've never met have we that's that's yeah. no good anymore because people like bullshit you you yeah, know each right. other like come on that's but why like, you, you know, guys this guy we were watching you know yeah. he, he he picked these random people out of the audience and and then, you know, after the show, you sort of, I, I, we were all walking out and, you know, I watched these people quite closely. I was like, because I, I had like an idea that there was this like old, this old couple and I thought they must be plants, right? <laughs> so I, I was, I was like f- following them around a little bit uh, afterwards, just like watching Creepy. where they went. And they, you know, they just went off and they had, had they sort of chatted away. And I was just overhearing their conversation and it was totally, they were totally Innocent. I don't know whether they. Yeah, they were totally innocent. They they ha- they couldn't have possibly been plants, but it felt like that was the only way that that it could have. Like some of these things that, that were done were so amazing and so clever. Yeah, I, I could not. That they were not. They, they were one hundred percent not plants. I love and I that. Couldn't I love out. magic like that. Oh man, imagine imagine you're like following them around and they're just like going about their business, like old couple. They're really innocent and stuff, and you're like, I'm just gonna see. Like, I'm just gonna eavesdrop a little bit and see, like, if I can pick up on whether or not they're plants or whatever. And like, you know, he's 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 like walking down, looking at some slot machines with his wife, and his wife is like, you know, really just soaking up the glitz of Vegas and everything, and. You get into range and you're, you're you're doing your eavesdrop and all of a sudden he's just like, hey, so um, what do you want to have for dinner tonight? She's like, oh, I'm not that hungry. Like maybe just a salad or something. It's like, yeah, I, I could do for a salad. Hey, you want to try some anal later maybe? Like just for <laughs> once? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, you, you want to get out like the turbo vibrator 5 million and, and fucking jam me right in my ass or something later? It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah I've already sure. got the tank engine up there. So. That's got to be the gold mine of eavesdropping though, right? Like your, your perverted side like would would always want to hear like this kind of stuff, right? In an eavesdrop. Well, it's like that time that Duncan saw that woman watching pornography of herself in, in the lobby oh, of a yeah. hotel. It's like, you know, that's the ultimate. I mean, that's the one in a billion like eavesdropping slash, you know, yeah. eyeballing something. Like walking past and watching a woman watching porn of herself. That is why would you watch that back. in public though? That's so weird. Like, yeah, you, you well, I, think, I think she wasn't expecting people to just in a know, hotel lobby catch her. Yeah, I mean, you got to kind of well, expect that somebody might catch a glimpse. I don't think she realized that it was like the area that that you. I don't think she realized that you could see what she was watching from where she was sat though, because she was yeah. up against the wall, I think. But there was like a glass sort of panel thing behind her and I don't think she realised that it was like see-through from the other side. Also, you never know what's going to get people off. Like, maybe she's into watching porn in public and that's kind of exciting to her. You you never know, man. You never know. Yeah, that's true, actually. Oh, yeah. She's watching that big (laughs) big ginger guy walk past thinking, oh, he saw... He's seen my, my tits. He saw him. Yeah. He saw, it. He saw me doing it. <laughs> What's wrong with people? Fuck me. People do get off on that stuff, yeah. though. Like, it's for real. It's a real thing. Yeah. People are exhibitionists and stuff. Yeah, they, they love it. I think Duncan's Duncan's definitely the luckiest, though, for, for seeing that. Like, yeah, he definitely like gets the, off. That's unbelievable. He is a real... He gets off on doing it in public as well. You know. Really? Duncan. <laughs> Duncan. <laughs> All right. He's a real exhibitionist. Likes to likes to show off. Jeez, I don't know. That's good. To Everyone's know. got their own. Ever ever I do think it's they? it's weird when you talk to people that they've had a relationship with someone subsequently broken up and then have told everybody else what that person was like. And sometimes the stuff that you hear, you 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 think like, really? 
that person, like, it, it, it's mind-blowing. People completely change when it comes to sex. And I think it, it is definitely one of the, if not the weirdest thing that people are going to do in their lives. Like, when, when I think about, about how to explain sex to my kids, we give kids a very straightforward view of what it's like. But what you really want to say is, look, you're going to meet some fucked up people who are into all kinds of crazy, crazy shit. Yeah. And they'll just be walking around like regular people and you won't have any idea how fucking freaky they are when it comes to that. It's like they, it's just this weird part of people's lives. You can be 100% ordinary and average in every other way. Yeah. But I mean, he likes I'm shoving always... pigeons up your ass. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always <laughs> skeptical when I hear this stuff, though, because I think I think a lot of people use this sort of stuff to appear to be more interesting than they actually are. Because, like, I, I think if you're just sort of like a boring average person, you're probably that way in the bedroom as well. More more times than, than not sort of thing. Like, I think, yeah, there's probably a couple of people who are shoving pigeons up their ass or whatever, and that's fine, I guess, to, to some extent or whatever. But, uh, like, on average, you know, like, when people when people are, like, really laying it on, like, like trying to, like, almost shock you with, like, how sexual they are in, in private with their dildos right. and stuff like that, I'm like... Come on, like, who are you trying to kid here? You're like, you're fucking 40 years old. You're like a boring ass mom who nobody cares anyway. And you're not even doing that. You're, you're, you're just lying to like appear to be somewhat interesting <laughs> when you're not. Like, I'm always oh skeptical God. about that shit. Yeah, I, 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 sometimes people do just volunteer this information to you. Like I was talking to this guy and he was like, oh, my girlfriend, she fucking loves eye contact, like permanent eye contact, like ne never like, eye contact throughout <laughs> Like all the time, right? Uh, and I know this this person as well. And I'm like, I'm like, it's changed the way I look at her now a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but it's. I mean, you know, maybe. I mean, maybe it's true. Maybe it's true, and it's just something that you didn't want to know about somebody or whatever. But like, I don't know. It's probably not true. I'm just gonna say. Do you think it's not true? I don't think it's oh, true. I don't know. I don't think people would volunteer this stuff sometimes. Uh, I don't well, know. What do you mean? I don't know. Why would they make that shit up? That's that's kind of you could see that being a fetish, right? Or not a fetish necessarily, just what, like a a thing. eye like, contact. Thing. Yeah, like a really heavy eye contact, like really you tense, know, tense. It, it, it occurs to me there are an awful lot of people out there now, like a decent percentage of the population, who have been in a pornographic film, even a homemade one, that is now available on the internet. Yeah, that's probably true, Because, actually. I don't know about you guys, but it's it's not often you see the same girl in a porno. Like, there are definitely professional porn actresses. <laughs> a lot of the time, it's like, it's like this huge cast of characters. There's like a million girls out there that have there been in porn. There is a staggering variety out there, that's for sure. Hang on, no, I don't think that's the problem. I think more likely, the fact that, you know, I, you know, how easy it is with things like video calling and WhatsApp, you know, if I'm on WhatsApp, you know, doing like a video call with, you know, with my bitches, let's just suppose I am. Yeah. And it's an evening right. and I'm like, oh, I've just just got out of the bath. I like might, you know, show a bit of skin. I think it's very easy. Right. To, to do that. This sounds like an excuse that you're you're laying the foundations for a forthcoming forthcoming scandal tape, is coming you, out. You know this this stuff this stuff travels around. You don't know where it ends up or where it's stored or where it's been copied. Or, Your or kids anything. are going like, to be on the internet one day. Why why and are they going to be exposing your genitals yeah. to um to like handheld devices? That's not something that's even remotely sensible to do like it's going to come back and bite you in the ass at some point for sure because hey. you have a lot of trust in 
people, especially romantically. You know, you think you're in love with someone, especially when you're young. And yeah. You're like, well, you know, I'm going to trust this person implicitly. He's never going to leak. She's never going to yeah, show. Just fuck them and have babies like we've been doing for centuries. Like, what? But, why, but do you no, have, why do you have to take I, pictures of your fucking but I, dick? I, I'm, not your talking, I'm not even talking. I'm not even talking. Put them on the internet. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not even talking about people filming themselves. I mean, this is shit where there's like a cameraman, you know? There's like two people having sex, and there's clearly a third person there with a camera. Yeah, that's pretty so they know up this too. is going to end up on the internet because why the fuck is Steve filming this? If if <laughs> you know, it's like he's filming, it and they're you know they're looking at oh yeah, you know they're they're pawning it up. They they know that they're making porn, and there's a million people out there doing this. So my question is, first of all, how much money are they getting out of this? Like well, genuinely, you know what? How if, much money can you get from porn? I know it's a huge driver if, of traffic on the internet, but how there, much do they get? If you're out there and you're listening to this right now, and you film porn, or you know people that film porn and make money off it, hit me up. I'm yeah, totally we interested. Know what's up. I want to fucking know how this works because well, I, I I did speak to a woman uh, who was very very close to consider very close to actually have have being in porn, like almost almost went down that path. Like she knew people. Who had done it before? She knew she knew, she had like a friend who was like, "Oh, you should get on this. You know, you just have to do this and this. You know, they'll they'll take you to this place. This is how it works. You know, here's like someone who's here's a you know here's one of the videos of someone who's done it before. You know, it's like one day, it's like a couple of thousand pounds. You know, and, and you know she was like at that time, I I you know didn't couldn't didn't have a job. I didn't have any money. I I was I you know, but I I eventually ended up not doing it because I I felt like you know. I, I, it wouldn't. It wasn't right for me at the time, or whatever. And you know, I was like, "How? You know, well, that'll that'll like follow you around your whole life. How would you?" And she was like, "Well, well, uh, that when I was, you know, when I was young, like when I was eighteen, I it was it was just something that was an easy thing. I, I thought it was exciting. You know, it was an opportunity. It was a lot of money. It was, you know, there were there were all these reasons. And and this this person is like was really really smart." And kind of, yeah. you know, clued up. And I was just very surprised that it could happen. And it, I think what that goes to show is that I think that it's, it is very tempting in many ways, either as a thrill or as a, as a kind of uh, just a, a quick source of cash or, you know, or a thing that your friends are doing it and they have told you that it's safe and stuff. And so it's easy to end up just taking that step, you know, going from, I guess, like modeling or whatever yeah. to that next step. I think it was like through a modeling agency or whatever. That was where the contacts came from. Right. It, it, it is a thing that, that I think can be a lot easier to get into than you guys realize. And, uh, and I think that the other problem we have of sending nudes and stuff around is just so easy because, you know, you've got, you're, you're young, you're in love, you've got, uh, someone that you trust implicit, like completely. And, and you're just, it's the evening. You're not wearing very many clothes because it's hot or whatever. And, <laughs> right. you know, yeah, I like how go. you're setting like, the scene. Like, it's almost like you have personal experience with this. I have. Carry I have, on going. There's loads of nudes I'm to me there. out there. All over the place. I've almost you know, finished. I've got... <laughs> <laughs> you two are like, oh, yeah, like, really enjoy this. God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's weird. It's weird. I, I guess, like, um, I don't, I don't, uh, when it comes to porn, like, I haven't watched porn for Six months now. Wow. Right? I, I, it was wow. one of my New Year's. It was one of my New Year's resolutions. Right? Oh, I was Jesus. like, I'm, I'm just not going to watch porn anymore. And I haven't. And I, I feel good about that. Yeah. It's been a good thing. You for feel me. wholesome? No, I don't know. I think I think porn. Like I read a thing about how porn is very um, bad for your brain. Right. It's like it was like it's it's basically very 
it's kind of it's unnatural like we're not supposed to be exposed to all this this stuff oh this so it's one of my new year's resolutions was to try and try and try Kyle, and you cut believe that. anything you fucking read don't you lewis you read yeah. an article saying porn is bad for the brain you're like that's it i'm giving it up what if you read an article saying convincing. it was really good for your brain would yeah. you well, give it, would you get, get back, back on, on that wagon yeah i would what if that became the new like health craze like you can lose calories by watching uh porn like uh, copious amounts of porn. I don't think you will. I, I, I personally, period. Look, uh, we are human beings, and we are swayed. You know, if someone gives me a convincing argument to some to some point of view, then I'll be swayed to that until someone gives me a better one. But that's like you know, that's I'm, like I'm bouncing rational. from pillar to post based on who's told you something. I don't believe in lately. stuff just willy nilly. I didn't. It wasn't a spiritual advisor who came to me and said, "Oh, Lewis, if you continue spunking your spirit into the ether, <laughs> then you will never be happy." And I'll be like, "Oh, Mystic Man." Absolutely, I'll stop wanking it now. I didn't. I didn't actually. You know, <laughs> I've been thinking about you naked every day, Mystic Meg. But now you've told me I've I've had a revelation. No, it's not like that. I, I did. It was an actual thing that was was convincing, and so you know, I, I've and I've felt better for it. I haven't. You know, I I I God, I spent a good fifteen years of my life, you know, All watching right. every possible Wait, connotation. Do, 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 you, do you just do you just use your imagination or something? Well, listen, like listen, the Stone listen. Age. <laughs> we could talk about it more if you're interested. No, but listen, I have. I, needless before to say, we leave, though, I have another business idea. Okay, I'm okay. not well, afraid to share it with you guys because it's not something that I would ever consider investing a business in. idea right so this is follow up to the strip sip, club and sip previous strips. things yeah yeah sip this strips. one is also um like adult entertainment industry related as most of my business ideas are okay <laughs> so this one check this out guys it's okay, it's, okay. it's fucking it's a good one i think like if somebody did this they could maybe make some money or maybe it exists out there and i haven't seen it or whatever okay so you know, there's like a website. My wife goes to this website all the time. It's called uh, ASOS. So it's like as seen on stars. Right, right, so right, it's, right, right. It's, it's clothing that's sold through like these fucking girl magazines, right? So like yeah, yeah, Kim yeah. Kardashian is wearing a fucking, I don't know, whatever, some sort of fucking tank top or something. And everybody's like, oh my God, that is such Where'd a cute get the tank top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so, and then, so this website stalks it. And then... Well, while they're selling the tank top, they're like, Kim Kardashian wore this a week ago. It's hot, girls. Come get your tank top. And that's what how it like they sell fucking tons right. of shit on this website. Right. OK, it's crazy. Um, so my wife like uses it. She buys like a bunch of stuff or whatever. And like I'm sh- I'm sure like fucking millions of women out there in the world do the same. Um, so my idea is instead of as seen on stars, we call the website as seen on on porn okay wow right so right so you get porns and you do product placement in the porns for like dildos (laughs) and like fucking like lingerie and shit like that okay so like you can watch the porn and be like fuck that dildo looks amazing like i would love to buy that dildo and then beside beside the window that you're watching the porn and it's like (laughs) do you want to buy this dildo or would you maybe like to buy this mankini that fucking Long Dawn Silver was wearing in this porn or whatever. So, like, you have, like, this whole thing. And then even further to that, okay, because if you're reusing porn that exists already for the product placement and, like, selling the, you know, people might start getting a bit, like, you can't do this, okay? You can't make money off the back of my porn, okay? This is my porn. So we, we'd have to, like, hire, I, I say we. If you, if you decide to go down this route for your business venture, you hire somebody who can film 
homemade porn for you so that you can put all the product placement in and stuff. And then you can have like a premium subscription so that if you want to watch more videos sort of thing, you can pay for that and then buy a bunch of dildos and fucking butt plugs and beads or whatever. So the what you're going to do is you're going to have to watch a lot of porn, but yeah, figure yeah. out what's in the background. You're going to have to watch porn for the Man, other stuff. People are doing this shit anyway. They might as well just buy some shit off the back of it. You know, like if you're just going to sit around and watch eight hours of porn a day, you might as well just fucking buy a dildo. Well, I mean, well, you just, you're just going to film a couple having sex on a giant pile of Coca-Cola cans. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, we're talking like, we're talking, right we're talking like stuff. Yeah. Like I don't think Coke would be up for that kind of advertising, <laughs> but like I'm saying, <laughs> no. you know, maybe like, like Turbo Dildo 5 million would be up for like, you know, doing like a promotional spot where like, you know, you test out the product on a willing man or woman in the video right. and then it helps sell them through the website sort of thing. So there you go. Before I suck a cock, I like to clean my teeth with this, AcroFresh. This is why I'm I'm broke all the time, by the way. Like I my business sense is terrible. I think it's a pretty good <laughs> idea. I think it could I work. I think it's terrible. I think that people out there are obsessed with porn and they would watch this stuff anyway. And then maybe they'd be tempted to buy stuff. You'd have to like deliver the stuff in like nondescript packaging and stuff though, right? I feel like, like if you're gonna try and do that right, you have to try you have to pick kind of a quite kind of um you're trying to, mm, I don't know. But here's, wanna... here's the, the problem with it is your stock, your range of stock is going to have to be so vast because there's so much porn. Or you're going to need to make sure that millions of people are watching yeah. specific movies that you make yeah. so that you can product place in them. And that's the, uh, the see, impossibility I don't, I don't, of it. I, think. I don't think that these are problems, though. Like They are I problems. Think, no. If it's seen on Kim Kardashian, you know it's going to be widely seen by millions yeah, of people. Yeah, but this is, we're talking about free porn here. Like, and but how many views can that be? Oh, how many views? Billions. Millions. It's not. Oh, it's not. You don't know, Flax, you're a fool. I do, you can see the view count <laughs> underneath the movie. Fuel. You can see the view count. Even the really good ones have like 100k. It's not That's reaching enough. a big enough audience. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you say that, but if every one of those 100K bought a dildo, we'd be rich. But they're not going to. You, you'd, you'd be rich if you decide to go ahead with this business venture. <laughs> so it's not me. Well, okay. I can't do it. I got kids and a wife and stuff. They so would I've be more than stop shit. it. Get loose. Oh, my to God. Do it. You guys, like, let's just end this podcast right now. If you are listening, why don't you buy a bodega t shirt uh, available <laughs> and worn by members of the Triforce? Podcast. I've had sex whilst wearing a bodega That's t-shirt. That's all we're wearing <laughs> when we have sex with each other, just a bodega t-shirt. It's disgusting. That's right. mm. And you can look as good as us in that, and that does support the podcast. So thank you very much, everyone. We're done for this week. It's been a bit of a meandering one, as Matt. usual. We bounce from topic to topic. <laughs> hey, Flax, insanely. just before we go, I heard the birds in the background when you were talking at one point. Oh, so yeah? The, oh, I think the sweet. bird feeder works. Good job. Holy shit. Yeah. Well, listen, we'll, we'll see you next time, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.